Part 1 of Prometheus Bound by Aeschylus, translated by Theodore Alois Buckley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dramatis Personae, narrated by Charlotte Durkett. Prometheus, read by Jason Mills. Chorus of Nymphs, Daughters of Ocean, read by Elizabeth Clett. Strength. Read by Bob Newfeld. Force. Mute part. Vulcan. Read by Alan Mapstone. Ocean. Read by Amanda Friday. Io. Read by Avai. Mercury. Read by Lambda. Enter Strength, Force, Vulcan, Prometheus. We are come to a plain, the distant boundary of the earth, to the Scythian track to an untrodden desert. Balkan, it behooves thee that the mandate which thy sire imposed be thy concern, to bind this daring wretch to the lofty cragged rocks in fetters of adamantine chains that cannot be broken. For he stole and gave to mortals thy honour, the brilliancy of fire that aids all arts hence for such a trespass he must needs give retribution to the gods that he may be taught to submit to the sovereignty of jupiter and to cease from his philanthropic disposition strength and force as far as you are concerned the mandate of jupiter has now its consummation and there is no farther obstacle but I have not the courage to bind perforce a kindred god to this weather-beaten ravine. Yet in every way it is necessary for me to take courage for this task, for a dreadful thing it is to disregard the directions of the sire. Lofty scheming son of right-counselling Thamus, unwilling shall I rivet thee unwilling in indissoluble shackles to this solitary rock where nor voice nor form of any one of mortals shall thou see but slowly scorched by the bright blaze of the sun thou shalt lose the bloom of thy complexion and to thee joyless shall night in spangled robe veil the light and the sun again disperse the hoar-frost of the morn and evermore shall the pain of the present evil waste thee for no one yet born shall release thee such fruits hast thou reaped for thy friendly disposition to mankind for thou a god not crouching beneath the wrath of the gods hast imparted to mortals honours beyond what was right in requital whereof thou shalt keep sentinel on this cheerless rock standing erect sleepless not bending a knee and many laments and unavailing groans shalt thou utter for the heart of jupiter is hard to be entreated and every one that has newly acquired power is stern well well why art thou delaying and vainly commiserating why loathest thou not the god that is most hateful to the gods who has betrayed thy prerogative to mortals relationship and intimacy are of great power i grant it but how is it possible to disobey the sire's word dreadest thou not this the rather i truly thou art ever pitiless and full of boldness 
for to deplore this wretch is no cure for him but concern not thou thyself vainly with matters that are of no advantage o oh, much detested handicraft wherefore loathest thou it for with the ills now present thy craft in good truth is not at all chargeable for all that i would that some other had obtained this everything has been achieved except for the gods to rule for no one is free save jupiter i know it and i have nothing to say against it wilt thou not then bestir thyself to cast fetters about this wretch that the sire may not espy thee loitering ay and in truth you may see the manacles ready take them and with mighty force clench them with the mallet about his hands rivet him close to the crags this work of ours is speeding to its consummation and loiters not smite harder tighten slacken at no point for he hath cunning to find outlets even from impracticable difficulties this arm at all events is fastened inextricably and now clasp this securely that he may perceive himself to be a duller contriver than jupiter save this sufferer no one could with reason find fault with me now by main force rivet the ruthless fang of an adamantine wedge right through his breast alas alas prometheus i sigh over thy sufferings again thou art hanging back and sighest thou over the enemies of jupiter look to it that thou hast not at some time to mourn for thyself thou beholdest a spectacle ill-sighted to the eye i behold this wretch receiving his deserts i must needs do this urge me not very much ay but i will urge thee and set thee on to move downward and strongly link his legs and in truth the task is done with no long toil with main force now smite the galling fetters since stern indeed is the inspector of this work thy tongue sounds in accordance with thy form yield thou to softness but taunt not me with ruthlessness and harshness of temper let us go since he hath the shackles about his limbs there now be insolent and after pillaging the prerogatives of the gods confer them on creatures of a day in what will mortals be able to alleviate these agonies of thine by no true title do the divinities call thee prometheus for thou thyself hast need of a prometheus by means of which you will slip out of this fate exeunt strength and force o divine ether and ye swift-winged breezes and ye fountains of rivers and countless dimpling of the waves of the deep and thou earth mother of all and to the all-seeing orb of the sun i appeal look upon me what treatment i a god am enduring at the hand of the gods behold with what indignities mangled i shall have to wrestle through time of years innumerable such an ignominious bondage hath the new ruler of the immortals devised against me alas alas i sigh over the present suffering and that which is coming on how where must a termination of these toils arise and yet what is it i am saying 
I know beforehand all futurity exactly, and no suffering will come upon me unlooked for. But I needs must bear my doom as easily as may be, knowing as I do that the might of necessity cannot be resisted. But yet it is not possible for me either to hold my peace or not to hold my peace touching these my fortunes, for having bestowed boons upon mortals, I am enthralled, unhappy in these hardships, and I am he that searched out the source of fire, by stealth borne off enclosed in a fennel rod, which has shown itself a teacher of every art to mortals, and a great resource. Such then as this is the vengeance that I must endure for my trespasses, being riveted in fetters beneath the naked sky. Ha! what sound, what ineffable order hath been wafted to me, emanating from a god, or from mortal, or of some intermediate nature? Has there come any one to the rock as a spectator of my sufferings, or with what intent? Behold me, an ill-fated god endurance, the foe of Jupiter, him that hath incurred the detestation of all the gods who frequent the court of Jupiter, by reason of my excessive friendliness to mortals. Alas! Alas! What can this hasty motion of birds be which I again hear hard by me? The air, too, is whistling faintly with the whirrings of pinions. Everything that approaches is to me an object of dread. Dread thou nothing, for this is a friendly band that has come with the fleet rivalry of their pinions to this rock, after prevailing with difficulty on the mind of our father. And the swiftly wafting breezes escorted me, for the echo of the clang of steel pierced to the recess of our grots, and banished my demure-looking reserve, and I sped without my sandals and my winged chariot. Alas! alas, ye offspring of prolific Thetis, and daughters of Ocean your sire, who rolls around the whole earth in his unslumbering stream, look upon me, see clasped in what bonds I shall keep an unenviable watch on the topmost crags of this ravine. I see, Prometheus, and a fearful mist full of tears darts over mine eyes as I looked on thy frame withering on the rocks in these galling adamantine fetters. For new pilots are the masters of Olympus, and Jove, contrary to right, lords it with new laws, and things aforetime had in reverence he is obliterating. Oh, would that he had sent me beneath the earth! and below into the boundless Tartarus of Hades that receives the dead, after savagely securing me in indissoluble bonds, so that no god at any time, nor any other being, had exulted in this my doom. Whereas now, hapless one, I, the sport of the winds, suffer pangs that gladden my foes. Who of the gods is so hard-hearted as that these things should be grateful to him? Who is there that sympathises not with thy sufferings? Jove accepted. He, indeed, in his wrath, assuming an inflexible temper, is evermore oppressing the celestial race. Nor will he cease before that either he shall have sated his heart, or some one by some stratagem shall have seized upon his sovereignty that will be no easy prize. In truth hereafter the President of the Immortals shall have need of me, albeit that I am ignominiously suffering in stubborn shackles, to discover to him the new plot by which he is to be despoiled of his sceptre and his honours but neither shall he win me by the honey-tongued charms of persuasion, nor will I, at any time, crouching beneath his stern threats, divulge this matter, before he shall have released me from my cruel bonds, and shall be willing to yield me retribution for this outrage. Thou indeed both art bold, and yieldest not to thy bitter calamities, but art over-free in thy language. 
but piercing terror is worrying my soul, for I fear for thy fortunes. How, when will it be thy destiny to make the haven and see the end of these thy sufferings? For the son of Saturn has manners that supplication cannot reach, and an inexorable heart. I know that Jupiter is harsh, and keeps justice to himself, but for all that he shall hereafter be softened in purpose, when he shall be crushed in this way, and after calming his unyielding temper with eagerness will he hereafter come into league and friendship with me, that will eagerly welcome him. Unfold and speak out to us the whole story, from what accusation has Jupiter seized thee, and is thus disgracefully and bitterly tormenting thee. Inform us, if thou be in no respect hurt by the recital. Painful indeed are these things for me to tell, and painful too for me to hold my peace, and in every way grievous. As soon as the divinities began discord, and a feud was stirred up among them with one another, one party wishing to eject Saturn from his throne, in order forsooth that Jupiter might be king, and others expediting the reverse, that Jupiter might at no time rule over the gods. Then I, when I gave the best advice, was not able to prevail upon the Titans, children of Uranus and terror. But they, contemning in their stout spirits wily schemes, fancied that without any trouble, and by dint of main force, they were to win the sovereignty. But it was not once only that my mother Themis, and Terra, a single person with many titles, had forewarned me of the way in which the future would be accomplished. How it was destined that, not by main force, nor by the strong hand, but by craft the victors should prevail. When, however, I explained such points in discourse, they deigned not to pay me any regard at all. Of the plans which then presented themselves to me, the best appeared that I should take my mother, and promptly side with Jupiter, who was right willing to receive us and tis by means of my counsels that the murky abyss of Tartarus overwhelms the antique Saturn, allies and all. After thus being assisted by me, the tyrant of the gods hath recompensed me with this foul recompense, for somehow this malady attaches to tyranny, not to put confidence in its friends. But for your inquiries upon what charge it is that he outrages me, this I will make clear. As soon as he has established himself on his father's throne, he assigns forthwith to the different divinities each his honours, and he was marshalling in order his empire, but of woe-begone mortals he made no account, but wished, after having annihilated the entire race, to plant another new one. And these schemes no one opposed except myself. But I dared. I ransomed mortals from being utterly destroyed, and going down to Hades. Tis for this, in truth, that I am bent by suffering such as these, agonising to endure, and piteous to look upon. I that had compassion for mortals, have myself been deemed unworthy to obtain this, but mercilessly am thus coerced to order, a spectacle inglorious to Jupiter. Iron-hearted and formed of rock, too, Prometheus, is he who condoles not with thy toils. For I could have wished never to have beheld them, and now, when I behold them, I am pained in my heart. I, in very deed, I am a piteous object for friends to behold. And didst thou chance to advance even beyond this? Yes. I prevented mortals from foreseeing their doom. By finding what remedy for this malady? I caused blind hopes to dwell within them. In this thou gavest a mighty benefit to mortals. Over and above these boons, however, I imparted fire to them. And do the creatures of a day now possess bright fire? Yes, from which they will moreover learn thoroughly many arts. 
is it indeed on charges such as these that jupiter is both visiting thee with indignities and in no wise grants thee a respite from thy pains and is no period to thy toils set before thee none other assuredly but when it may please him and how shall it be his good pleasure what hope is there seest thou not that thou didst err but how thou didst err i cannot relate with pleasure and it would be a pain to you but let us leave these points and search thou for some escape from thine agony tis easy for any one that hath his foot unentangled by sufferings both to exhort and to admonish him that is in evil plight but i knew all these things willingly willingly i erred and i will not gainsay it and in doing service to mortals i brought upon myself sufferings yet not at all did i imagine that in such a punishment as this i was to wither away upon lofty rocks meeting with this desolate solitary crag and yet wail ye not over my present sorrows but after alighting on the ground list ye to the fortune that is coming on that ye may learn the whole throughout yield to me yield ye take ye a share in the wars of him that is now suffering hence in the same way doth calamity roaming to and fro settle down on different individuals upon those who are nothing loath hast thou urged this prometheus and now having with light step quitted my rapidly wafting chariot seat and the pure ether highway of the feathered race i will draw near to this rugged ground and i long to hear the whole tale of thy sufferings enter ocean i am arrived at the end of a long journey having passed over it to thee prometheus guiding this winged steed of mine swift of pinion by my will without a bit and rest assured i sorrow with thy misfortunes for both the tie of kindred thus constrains me and relationship apart there is no one on whom i would bestow a larger share of my regard than to thyself and thou shalt know that these words are sincere and that it is not in me vainly to do lip-service for come signify to me in what it is necessary for me to assist thee for at no time shalt thou say that thou hast a stauncher friend than oceanus ha what means this and hast thou too come to be a witness of my pangs how hast thou ventured after quitting both the stream that bears thy name and the rock-roofed self-wrought grots to come into the iron teeming land is it that you may contemplate my misfortunes and as sympathizing with my woes that thou hast come behold a spectacle me here the friend of jupiter that helped to establish his sovereignty with what pains i am bent by him i see prometheus and to thee subtle as thou art i wish to give the best counsel know thyself and assume to thyself new manners for among the gods too there is a new monarch but if thou wilt utter words thus harsh and wedded jupiter mayhap though seated far aloft will hear thee so that the present bitterness of sufferings will seem to thee to be child's play but o oh, hapless one dismiss the passion which thou feelest and search for a deliverance from these sufferings of thine old-fashioned maxims these it may be i appear to thee to utter yet such becomes the wages of the tongue that talks too proudly but not even yet art thou humble nor submittest to ills and in addition to those that already beset thee thou art willing to bring others upon thee yet not if at least thou takest me for thy instructor wilt thou stretch out thy leg against the pricks as thou seest that a harsh monarch and one that is not subject to control is lording it and now i for my part will go and will essay 
if I be able, to disenthrall thee from these thy pangs. But be thou still, nor be over-impetuous in thy language. What, knowest thou not exactly, extremely intelligent as thou art, that punishment is inflicted on a forward tongue? I give thee joy, because that thou hast escaped censure, after taking part in and venturing along with me in all things. And now leave him alone, and let it not concern thee, for in no wise wilt thou persuade him, for he is not open to persuasion. And look thou well to it, that thou take not harm thyself by the journey. Thou art far better calculated by nature to instruct thy neighbours than thyself. I draw my conclusion from fact, and not from word. But think not for a moment to divert me from the attempt, for I am confident, yea, I am confident, that Jupiter will grant me this boon, so as to release thee from these pangs of thine. In part I commend thee, and will by no means at any time cease to do so, for in zeal to serve me thou lackest nothing. But trouble thyself not, for in vain, without being of any service to me, wilt thou labour, if in any respect thou art willing to labour. But hold thou thy peace, and keep thyself out of harm's way, for I, though I be in misfortune, would not on this account be willing that sufferings should befall as many as possible. No, indeed, since also the disasters of my brother Atlas gall my heart, who is stationed in the western regions, sustaining on his shoulders the pillar of heaven and of earth, a burden not of easy grasp. I commiserated, too, when I beheld the earth-born inmate of the Cilician caverns, a tremendous prodigy, the hundred-headed impetuous Typhon, overpowered by force, who withstood all the gods, hissing slaughter from his hungry jaws, and from his eyes there flashed a hideous glare, as though he would perforce overthrow the sovereignty of Jove. But the sleepless shaft of Jupiter came upon him, the descending thunderbolt breathing forth flame, which scared him out of his presumptuous bravados, for having been smitten to his very soul he was crumbled to a cinder, and thunder blasted in his prowess. And now a helpless and paralysed form is he, lying hard by a narrow frith, pressed down beneath the roots of Etna, and, seated on the topmost peaks, Vulcan forges the molten masses, whence there shall one day burst forth floods devouring with fell jaws the level fields of fruitful Sicily. With rage such as this shall Typhon boil over in hot artillery of a never-glutted fire-breathing storm, albeit he hath been reduced to ashes by the thunderbolt of Jupiter. But thou art no novice, nor needest thou me for thine instructor. Save thyself as best thou knowest how. But I will exhaust my present fate, until such time as the spirit of Jupiter shall abate its wrath. Knowest thou not this, then, Prometheus, that words are the physicians of a distempered feeling? True, if one seasonably soften down the heart, and do not with rude violence reduce a swelling spirit. Ay, but in foresight, along with boldness, what mischief is there that thou cease to be inherent? Inform me. Superfluous trouble, and trifling folly. Suffer me to sicken in this said sickness, since tis of the highest advantage for one that is wise not to seem to be wise. Not so, for this trespass will seem to be mine. Thy language is plainly sending me back to my home. Lest thy lamentation over me bring thee into ill will. What with him who hath lately seated himself on the throne that ruleth over all? Beware of him, lest at any time his heart be moved to wrath. Thy disaster, Prometheus, is my monitor. Away, withdraw thee, keep thy present determination. On me, hastening to start, hast thou urged this injunction, for my winged quadruped flaps with his pinions the smooth track of ether, and blithely would he recline his limbs in his stalls at home. Exit Ocean 
I bewail thee for thy lost fate, Prometheus. A flood of trickling tears from my yielding eyes has bedewed my cheek with its humid gushings. For Jupiter, commanding this thine unenviable doom by laws of his own, displays his spear appearing superior o'er the gods of old. And now the whole land echoes with wailing. They wail thy stately and time-graced honours, and those of thy brethren. And all they of mortal race that occupy a dwelling neighbouring on hallowed Asia mourn with thy deeply deplorable sufferings. The virgins that dwell in the land of Colchis, too, fearless of the fight, and the Scythian horde who possess the most remote regions of earth around Lake Maeotis, and the warlike flower of Arabia, who occupy a fortress on the craggy heights in the neighbourhood of Caucasus, a warrior-host, clamouring amid sharply barbed spears. One other god only, indeed, have I heretofore beheld in miseries. The titan Atlas, subdued by the galling of adamantine bonds, who evermore in his back is groaning beneath the excessive mighty mass of the pole of heaven. And the billow of the deep roars as it falls in cadence, the depth moans, and the murky vault of Hades rumbles beneath the earth, and the fountains of the pure streaming rivers wail for his piteous pains. Do not, I pray you, suppose that I am holding my peace from pride or self-will, but by reflection am I gnawed to the heart, seeing myself thus ignominiously entreated, and yet who but myself defined completely the prerogative for these same new gods? But on these matters I say nothing, for I should speak to you already acquainted with these things. But for the misfortunes that existed among mortals, hear how I made them, that aforetime lived as infants, rational, and possessed of intellect. And I will tell you, having no complaint against mankind, as detailing the kindness of the boons which I bestowed upon them, they who at first seeing saw in vain, hearing they heard not, but, like to the forms of dreams, for a long time they used to huddle together all things at random, and naught knew they about brick-built and sunward houses, nor carpentry, but they dwelt in the excavated earth like tiny emmets in the sunless depths of caverns, and they had no sure sign either of winter, or of flowery spring, or of fruitful summer, but they used to do everything without judgment, until indeed I showed to them the risings of the stars and their settings, hard to be discerned, and verily I discover for them numbers, the surpassing all inventions, the combinations too of letters, and memory, effective mother-nurse of all arts. I also first bound with yokes beasts submissive to the collars, and in order that with their bodies they might become to mortals substitutes for their severest toils, I brought steeds under cars obedient to the rein, a glory to pompous luxury. And none other than I invented the canvas-winged chariots of mariners that roam over the ocean. After discovering for mortals such inventions, wretch that I am, I myself have no device whereby I may escape from my present misery. Thou hast suffered unseemly ills. Balked in thy discretion thou art erring, and like a bad physician, having fallen into a distemper, thou art faint-hearted, and in reference to thyself thou canst not discover by what manner of medicines thou mayst be cured. When thou hearest the rest of my tale, thou wilt wonder still more what arts and resources I contrived. For the greatest, if that any one fell into a distemper, there was no remedy, neither in the way of diet, nor of liniment, nor of portion, but for lack of medicines they used to pine away to skeletons, before that I pointed out to them, the composition of mild remedies, wherewith they ward off all their maladies. 
many modes too of the divining art did i classify and was the first that discriminated among dreams those which are destined to be a true vision obscure vocal omens too i made known to them tokens also incidental on the road and the flight of birds of crooked talons i clearly defined both those that are in their nature auspicious and the ill-omened and what of the kind of life that each leads and what are their feuds and endearments and intercourse one with another the smoothness too of the entrails and what hue they must have to be acceptable to the gods the various happy formations of the gall and liver and the limbs enveloped in fat and having roasted the long chine i pointed out to mortals the way into an abstruse art and i brought to light the fiery symbols that were aforetime wrapped in darkness such indeed were these boons and the gains to mankind that were hidden underground brass iron silver and gold who could assert that he had discovered before me no one i well know who does not mean to idly babble and in one brief sentence learn the whole at once all arts among the human race are from prometheus do not now serve the human race beyond what is profitable nor disregard thyself in thy distress since i have good hopes that thou shalt yet be liberated from these shackles and be not one whit less powerful than jove not at all in this way is fate that brings events to their consummation ordained to accomplish these things but after having been bent by countless sufferings and calamities thus am i to escape from my shackles and art is far less powerful than necessity who then is the pilot of necessity the triform fates and the remembering furies is jupiter then less powerful than these most certainly he cannot at any rate escape his doom why what is doomed for jupiter but to reign for evermore this thou mayest not yet learn and do not press it tis surely some solemn mystery that thou veilest make mention of some other matter it is by no means seasonable to proclaim this but it must be shrouded in deepest concealment for it is by keeping this secret that i am to escape from my ignominious shackles and miseries never may jupiter who directs all things set his might in opposition to my purpose nor may i be backward in attending upon the gods at their hallowed banquets at which oxen are sacrificed beside the restless stream of my sire ocean and may i not trespass in my words but may this feeling abide by me and never melt away sweet it is to pass through a long life in confident hopes making the spirit swell with bright merriment but i shudder as i behold thee harrowed by agonies incalculable for not standing in awe of jupiter thou prometheus in thy self-will honourest mortals to excess come my friend own how boonless was the boon say where is any aid what relief can come from the creatures of a day sawest thou not the powerless weakness not better than a dream in which the blind race of men is entangled never shall at any time the schemes of mortals evade the harmonious system of jupiter this i learned by witnessing thy destructive fate prometheus and far different is this strain that now flits toward me from the hymeneal chant which i raised around the baths and thy couch with the consent of nuptials when after having won hesione with thy love tokens thou didst conduct her our sister to be thy bride the sharer of thy bed end of part one